0: Um real quick so i this was something that was in the um this was something that was in sort of the, um the i noticed it, but I wasn't really paying attention to it i wasn't it wasn't a serious issue um because of I had more pressing issues due to you know things were going on in my family um things that made me move to Tennessee. Um. So I didn't really pay attention to this, but I wanted to cover this because now I'm kind of getting to a place where I'm moving forward, and this thing has been kind of lingering in the background. It's kind of been, um, it's kind of been brewing for quite some time, and I just didn't really. It's been like a slow cooker. It hasn't been anything that I've really paid attention to, but I I've I realized that I've seen it, but I didn't really kind of address it. And that is this thing of uh, finances. Like, I don't know when it started, but this thing started where, like, like going around and doing financial investigations everywhere you go. Like, that's, like, the first thing you do when you meet a person is you have to find out where they're sitting at financially. And then after that, you decide whether you want to deal with that person or not. And I noticed it like I would go to the daycare and I would drop the kids off and I would be noticing people looking me up and down. And I'm like, okay, what is going on? Like, I pay you. Like, when I, this is something like, what are you looking at me like that for? You know what I mean? Because it's like, I'm paying you. I don't have to bring my child to this daycare. I choose to bring my child to this daycare. Why are you looking me up and down like, What are you looking at me like that for? You know, just very unprofessional. And it's not everybody, but it would be those few people at the daycare. And I'm trying to figure out, like, why are they looking at me like that? Or I would go to the mall and I would sit down because it's a large mall. And I'm hot and I live in Tennessee. And it's like, let me sit down for a second in this air-conditioned mall. You know? And it's like, if you're sitting down... I remember being sitting down at an airport, like just sitting down in a chair. Like, that's not cool. You have to kind of pretend that you have something going on. Even if I don't have nothing going on, I have to look like I have something going on. And no, I just remember people, I was just sitting down and I had a little boy with me. We were just sitting down. We were just sitting down. We walked around the mall. The whole mall, and we just sat down, and um, people started putting quarters in the in the <laughs> in the machine that he was sitting on. I'm, I'm sitting down. And he saw something that he liked, and went and sat on it. Somebody walked by and put a quarter in it or something, and I'm like, we we just like we just sat down. He saw something he liked, and he went and sat on it, like a little some type of a little toy, some type of little toy that was in the mall. And it moves when you put money in it. And so he just went and sat on it. Somebody came by and put a quarter in it or something. They put some money in it. And I'm like, why are people like, we just sat down. It's hot. We've been walking around. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what that is. And I was just trying to figure out what this is. Like, they just keep, and it's nonstop. Looking you up and down and doing, trying to figure out what you're doing. And where do you live? Where are you driving? Where do you work? How much you make? Blah, 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 blah when I went to church, people are doing this stuff. You need to sow. You, uh, man, you need to do this. I'm like, these are people who are supposed to be like ministry leaders and they're saying stuff like, you need a better transportation. And it's like, the way that they said it, you need to sow. Man, you need to sow. Why are you talking to people like that? I'm trying to figure out what is going on. And is very recently that God really spoke to me about it and he said it was something. I actually did radio for five years and I'm not done with radio and this podcast is part of you know, my continuation of radio. I just wanted to do it on a more independent level. So if I go back to like that, you know, the radio, like going back into like somebody else's studio and a morning show type of thing, like if I go back to that, I would have to do it. Everything would have to be on my terms. And so I'm just at a place where I've got so comfortable. I've been away from radio, that that format, that, you know, being on somebody else's schedule and being in somebody else's building, doing a radio show. Like I've been away from that for so many years that I don't see myself. If I go back to it, I would have to do something like a like a podcast like this but then going on YouTube with this like you know what I'm saying I would have to go in that direction where I got a camera and I'm recording the podcast with somebody in person somewhere we got a room set up a studio set up and we're doing things that way I would have to I would have to broadcast like that like I would have to broadcast especially with you know you got Facebook live and it's, you know you can anybody can go live just with these phones and broadcast to an audience, so that's all it is—is is, you know, knowing that I have an audience and being able to connect with them at any moment. And so, yeah, I wanted to talk about that. When I was in radio, I remember a woman—I won't say her name because you guys know who she is—and I know people. She's in a she's a she's a person in, in ministry that's really famous. And she said something to, um in gospel radio, you're not called a DJ; you're called a gospel radio announcer. Um And so she says something that I want to kind of bring to the forefront and bring your attention. It's called um, she said she said you have a she said if you're a radio announcer, you have to understand something about being in this space. You're in the space of mass communication. And when you're in the space of mass communication doing ministry and she's a TV person, if I said her name, you would know who this person is. But she said, when you get into the space of mass communication, you're responsible for every ear that hears you. Yet you're accountable. She said, you're accountable for every ear that hears your voice. You are accountable for every ear that hears your voice. When you get into the space of mass communication, when you get into ministry, where you're doing mass communication ministry, radio, TV. So. God kinda of looked at I was I was trying to figure out why people were acting weird. And it had been going on for some time and I'm like, looking you up and down and you know, your brands and what kind of car you driving and where you live at, what side of town you live on, you know, who do you know over there? You know, like that kind of stuff. And it's everywhere in the body of Christ, like everywhere you go. It's so a what level are you on stuff? Are you broke and what level are you on? And what side of town do you live on? And it's just a nonstop. It's like a, just a daily thing. And I'm like, what is this? And so God recently let me know that that's what it was. It was the secular media through like the morning, the morning. Anybody who has a daily broadcast, anybody in the secular space who has like a nationally syndicated morning show or a nationally syndicated talk show They're putting They're releasing a spirit And it's going out All over the nation Because people are listening All over the nation They're releasing a spirit Through the airways They're not just broadcasting They're releasing a spirit And I could feel it Because there are certain Things I listen to On the secular side on the secular side of, of radio TV movies There's like Radio stations I'll say radio There are certain podcasts That I listen to Apple podcasts You know Whatever There's certain Secular radio broadcasts That I listen to That I listen to In the daytime But I won't listen to At night Because it's like It seemed like at night That it's like a spirit Like something come, Eerie comes into the car Or comes into the space I'm in When I'm listening to That podcast at night Versus when I listen to it In the morning In the daytime So I'm saying there's something going on with that. But God told me that's what it was. He said the reason why the people at the daycare are looking at you like that is because they're listening to certain morning radio shows before they come into work in the morning. And those people who are broadcasting those morning radio shows, the morning talk shows, that the spirit is being released over the airwaves. And that's why you see people kind of acting funny, looking you up and down. What side of town do you live on? What brands are you wearing? You know, what, what places do you go to on vacation and what hotel you stay in that and what kind of clothes do you wear and where do you shop and all that kind of stuff. It's a spirit that has been released over the nation through broadcast, through TV, through radio, through the Internet, through, through media. A spirit has been released and that, that's why people are acting funny. And it has influenced people in the body of Christ where they're saying, oh, you need to sew. Yo, you, you, you need better transportation." When I was growing up in church, in church, when I was growing up, we looked out for each other. People jumped at the opportunity to get somebody a car. People jumped at the opportunity to get somebody a car. To get somebody a place to stay. Uh-uh, you you, you staying with me. We're going to figure this out. You're going to come stay at my house. We're going to figure this out. We're going to get you your own place, but you're going to come stay with me. Like It was like that. They didn't make you feel funny. They was like, "Uh, uh-uh. uh." I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a. i am i am i am i am ai got you. I got like they looked. They jumped at the opportunity. People really looked out for each other. And even when we went to school, we took that attitude to school because we saw the adults. So if there was a kid at school who didn't have nice clothes, or sometimes like I don't, I, we never put people's business out in the street like that people didn't have food at home or you never knew like we, we we would go to the store and we would come out the store and everybody would have something. We go to the mall and everybody would have a bag. You know, after we would I remember when we were kids and the way the everybody's home life wasn't perfect. You know, I grew up with a lot of people who had I grew up with that single mom generation in the 90s, so The latchkey kids and the divorced, the single moms and the latchkey kids and those. So, you know, a lot of the kids who had great grades and were good athletes, their home life wasn't the best. And so they might have followed us home to get something to eat after school. They might have got off the bus at our bus stop when we were riding the bus together home they would get off at our bus stop so we'd come by the house and you know hey mom made some lasagna last night Won't you come through and get something to eat you know what i mean like we looked out for each other because we saw that's how people treated that's how people were at church and so we took that to school and then so you know your mom would be like hey tell your friend to come by and make a plate and we would just never put people's business out there that they had a you know they call it food insecurity now like we would never put that out there, like people's business. Like that was never cool. And we might have gave them a we might have slid them a pair of Jordans or gave them a pair of jeans, gave them some T shirts. Like we just never we never made nobody feel bad because these were like the these were like really just they were raised. They were really good people. They just didn't have a lot of resources. Um, raised right, but they just didn't have a lot of resources and so yeah that's what we did that's where I'm from and that's how I was raised and I I remember seeing a guy recently on I think it was TikTok where this guy was like he did a TikTok and he said you need to get rid of these people this is these are not your friends and it was a video of like three guys and they were at a restaurant and two of the guys were eating and one of the guys wasn't because he didn't have any money and the guy was like he used a lot of profanity in the video because he was angry but he said um these are not your friends these are not your friends. These are not your friends. These are not your friends. You go out to a restaurant and everybody eating but you, these are not your friends. And so I know that he was an older guy, but he was from my generation. And he said, "That's this is messed up. And so I just wanted to say that because it needs to be said. There really has been a—that's that's the power of media, where um, these people have—they have, have at a, they can, they can really release the spirit, and that has happened. They have released the spirit over the nation where people feel, people feel funny about saying they don't have, you know? And you got people financing stuff, and they can't afford it, and doing things that look like something in front of folks and stuff like that. But you got these people going around just seeing what level people are on. You know I've seen this stuff, oh, they look broke, look at him. he look broke, look at them, they look broke i've I've seen YouTube videos where people do that. They get in their car and they go around and they try to look for broke people. you know, and you know i I'm just all I'm saying is I just come from a different era where we didn't do that to people we didn't we weren't we didn't act like that towards people, and as you get older, you realize that everybody ain't dressing like and its I'm not saying nothing against it. I want to get the invitation, but like everybody's not dressing like the people who go to the Met Gala in New York every year, you know, first Monday in May, they go to, you know, and people get invited to the Met Gala, it's all over the media. But like, everybody's not, everybody who has money is not gonna get invited to the Met Gala. And, and they got real money, but they just not that kind of people. It's like everybody, some people are jeans and t-shirts you know you got millionaires who just they're not into wearing suits you know and they were they into wearing jeans you know and hey a, a good pair of, you know they're, you know people are everybody's not everybody doesn't wear their money the same way and so i just wanted to say that because it's everywhere and i, I gotta say it because it's in the body of christ when we get to a place where we say man you need to sew man you need better transportation like when you talk to people like that and you're in leadership, you've been influenced by what has been released through the airwaves or through the media. You've been influenced by this stuff that's on TV and on radio, these morning shows and these celebrities and whatever media is doing, you're being influenced by this. You are being influenced by it. And so we just got to make sure that we're carrying the full armor of God every day and we're aware of this stuff that we're not moving like that. You have an awesome covenant with God. We have an Abrahamic covenant, but we don't treat people funny because they don't have it. God can change anybody's financial situation in a day. And people go. going to remember how you made them feel when they didn't have it. They're going to remember how you made them feel. And so we got to make sure we, we're not walking according to the spirit of the world. But I just want to, to, to highlight this because it's, media is such, it's so powerful. But we got to make sure that um, we're not being influenced by what the world is doing. In a negative way. You're listening to the Gallify Podcast. My name is Shane Burris.